0: To another week of it's just my thoughts, and I'm your host, Mika Reeves. And what's good, y'all? What's going on? Ah man, it's so fucking hot in North Carolina. Oh my God, how does it feel everywhere else? So let me tell you. Let me tell you about my Saturday. So this past Saturday, I uh, went to Greensboro, North Carolina, to uh, stay with my mom for the weekend and visit her. And so I went to, I do this run group called Run to Burrow where you run about six to nine miles on Saturday morning. And uh, so I went and did that with a few of my friends and then um, kind of hung out at a brewery all the way until this concert I was going with, with my mom. So we went to um, this concert. It was a 90s type concert and it was Silk, 112, Tevin Campbell, Tamar Braxton, Monica and Keith Sweat. Okay, so let's talk about the concert. So, I only really wanted to see, truthfully, like, I was here for Tevin Campbell, you know, I wanted to see Monica, and I was like, I wanted to see Tamar. I'm a big Tamar Braxton fan, so I'm like, I want to see Tamar, and, you know. So, we get there, like, right at open, and I'm like, well, because we're at the brewery, like, kind of like across the street, so we're like, we're just going to chill here, we're going to walk over to, you know what I'm saying, the concert, and then we'll just, you know, roll out. And uh, so we went over there, and Silk, um, was interesting. Even though I was surprised that everybody still sound the way that they sound, they sound really, really good. Um, there was no they, the sound was good. Um, but I mean, some people obviously have let themselves go, so it was kind of unsettling to see like you know, um, yeah, some of the stuff they were doing and gyrating humping and humping the stage. I was just like, what are we doing right now? So that was going on. Silk came out first, and 112 came out. What was interesting with 112 was that um, I didn't realize, and my friend Chris, friend of the show Chris, um, he kind of explained it to me the whole thing with 112. Um, I had to figure out, like I couldn't remember. I'm like, was the original four um, four members? Because now with Slim, which is the lead singer, was well, you know the main singer, and Mike. I want to say it's his name, but Q and the other one is not in the group anymore. So what was interesting when they came out for their set was, um, they had two other guys there that was like dancing and stuff. But what was crazy was, I guess they weren't trying to fake the funk of like, oh, you know, this is, um, like the other two members. I mean, I don't know if they're like, are they members or were they fill-ins for this concert? Because they didn't even have mics. So it was just like they were out there and it really was just two people singing. So it was it was interesting. It was odd, kinda. Um, but I guess those I don't know, it was odd. The one twelve performance was really odd to me. Um, yeah, so we had that going on. So that's so what that happened. Then uh who was next? Then Tamar was next. I thought Tamar was really good. Um it wasn't like a whole like flashy flashy type thing, but um, you know, she came out and did you know, what needed to be done. But, uh, she, um, I don't know, like her performance was good. Right. But I felt like, cause I kind of was like on like right at the front on the side. So I could see them when they come from the back and go to the back and all that, I could see everything. And, um, I didn't think her energy was off, but I was wondering like, was she okay? Like just as a person? And so, I don't know. I felt compelled to pray for her because I've, I was like, I don't know. Um, on stage, she was fine. But I don't know. It just seemed, it seemed, you know, they just lost her sister and stuff. And so, I don't know. And then, you know, you know with everything she had going on mentally, like, um, look with her mental health. Like, I don't know. But she was really good, though. Her performance was really good. I just feel like I felt something. But I don't know. Um, okay, next was uh, Tevin Campbell. I was actually surprised because I think when you know when you haven't seen an artist in a really long time and Tevin Campbell came out when I was young. And so obviously Can We Talk has resurfaced because that was like a TikTok challenge or something. But I was like, What else is he gonna sing? But Can We Talk? But he did his thing. He had a whole live band. Um and I forgot about I'm Ready. And it was some other songs I forgot about and I was like, Oh, so he sounded really good. He did really good. Um this is where the problem came in at the at the concert. So at this point, I'm like, all right, cool. Now we have Monica because this is the person that I wanted to see probably the most. Um, I had never seen her in concert. So I'm like, all right, well, you know, get some old hits. So we're sitting there. I see people like scrambling all over the stage or whatever, trying to set her shit up. Why like the, the circuit board or some shit like whatever, it, it just literally burns out, stops working. None of her shit is working. So we had to wait like an hour and 10 minutes for Monica to come on. And it wasn't her fault. And I felt really bad because like the crowd was like really just like uh, some people left and, you know, people were really upset. But I mean, I was, honestly, it sucks when when stuff doesn't work, but it also sucks like for the artists because I'm like, this was so beyond her control. And when she came out, she had really good energy, but I mean, it definitely was uh, like 11... It was 11. She got off stage at like 11.45. So it was like super late. And I had a really long day. So I was really just kind of like, all right, you know. By the time Keep Sweat came out, it was 12.15, 12, 12.20. 12, and I was over. It. We didn't stay for the whole for the whole performance. Because I'm not really a big Keep Sweat fan anyway. My mom really didn't care either. But it was also really, really late. Like I was like, I'm, I mean, I guess it wasn't late. But I guess standpoint of we've been at this concert since 6 o'clock. It was late. I was tired. Um, but it was a good time. Uh, it was good uh, you know, time spent with family. But I'm happy to be back in Charlotte. Um so yeah, so that's all I really did this weekend and this week. I mean I worked last week. Work has just been really sucky. So, um, we actually have some time planned at the end of the month to, you know, try to decompress and do some stuff. So I'm actually looking forward to that. I think we're gonna go to Cherry Grove, um, in South Carolina, so I'm excited to have just some time, but, uh, that's all I really have. Um, don't forget to follow the show. Don't forget to, um, you can find the show on, uh, SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. pretty much anywhere you can find a podcast. You can find a show, uh, catch up on old shows too, that you haven't listened to. I have a bunch. Um, but I do also appreciate the support, um, and the support that I've been getting all throughout. Um, you know, and, uh, keeping up with me this year, you know, this year I've been popping in and out sometimes and I do apologize. Uh, life is life. And so I had to take breaks sometimes, uh, for my mental health and, um, yeah, uh, let's just roll into the mantra of the day. Today's mantra is I have the strength to face the challenges before me. Uh, I think this one's important because um i think sometimes when you uh either start new things or trying to walk into something that may cause you a challenge usually uh it can be a scary thing and so just knowing that you know and kind of speaking over yourself and giving yourself strength to to tackle those things um can help so i definitely love that one all right so today for the deep dive i think i have a few things to go over so let's just roll into the deep dive all right, so I don't have much today for the deep dive. You know, I feel like I'm about to have a Mika, a Mika think piece. So let's let's just discuss it. So I'm listening to Lip Service, uh, which is another podcast I listen to with Angela Yee. Nick Cannon was on there. And he was talking about the fact that he has more babies on the way. I think it's been confirmed that he literally has four babies on the way. So I think... I'm pretty sure that this will be, if all of the babies, you know, come to term, it'll be nine, I think nine, nine kids. Um, I'm pretty sure. Um, and so he said that basically that his, his, um, explanation was that he went celibate for two months and then his kid had passed away. Um, you know, the one that passed away recently. And then after that he was in a dark place. And so he just started, you know, having sex with everyone and this is what i'm gonna say y'all i think at this point like you know um it it's not okay it never it never was okay for me um personally but i think the using excuse of like you were in dark place whatever because he was doing this before his you know his child had passed away and i and i really think that he should really like he was going to therapy but i really think he should dive into like what exactly it is that's going on because i don't think it's um I don't, I don't know, but I think it's something else because the reality is like this dude is mad busy. He has kids from, um, various different, multiple women. Um, and you know, I've said this before on previous shows. I just don't believe that if you really care about the life that your child is going to have, you will be having these kids all over because they never even going to get ever, ever get a hundred percent dad. They're never going to get that. Because you're literally in so many different places, they have so many different siblings, and then some of these—well, shit—the ones that's that's coming now, they're gonna be the same age. I think that's just—it's tricky, but it's like kind of like I don't know. It like for me, like I couldn't do it, but I also feel like you know, I just think about how much time it takes with just you know one kid, right? I couldn't imagine having nine kids uh, with with what seven seven baby mothers or five. I think it's five because he had two sets of twins or something like that. Like I couldn't imagine. um I just couldn't imagine that. I just think the quality of life for the kids will be um affected. And it doesn't matter money. A lot of people say, well, it doesn't matter because he has money. But I feel like it does matter because just because you have money doesn't mean that you're, you're there giving them the whole experience of what a father of what having a father should be like. You know, my dad was in my life. And, you know, I shared the, you know, I, I have, like, I shared the same siblings from my dad. So, like, it wasn't, you know, we all came from same mom, same dad. And, like, um, you know, we always had a consistent relationship and, you know, um, development, you know, with my father. And so I couldn't imagine, um, you know, like, he's over here and he's over there, like, and bouncing around. That would just be, that would just be weird for me. And I feel like, you know. How are they going to explain that to the kids? And is that something that he even thinks about? Like, I don't know. I, I think a lot of times when I hear this debate, it's just like, well, he has money and he can afford kids. And it's so much more to me about being a financial parent. I'm not saying that he's a bad parent at all. Like, I, I don't know. But I just don't see how you're a full parent when you have kids all over the United States like I don't see how that's possible and then on top of the fact that you work and you're the provider and this dude always is traveling and on the road and everything else so when do you spend time with him I mean I really wonder that but I don't know I I don't know um I just was reading about that day and listening to it and I was like I just I don't know and also I said wonder like I was told i mean obviously i haven't been in these streets in a very long time you know just out here but i'm like um do people just not just use condoms anymore like is that just not a thing anymore where you where you do that i feel like even if you want to be like where you're having sex with multiple people and all that stuff like that's your thing like do your thing but uh, do people not use condoms anymore is that a thing y'all let me know let me know do people use condoms let me know um, that's all I really have for the deep dive. I didn't really have much today. Nothing really having going on. Um, I did see, I think it was in Idaho. Um, I didn't get a chance to really read on it. So I didn't really want to touch on it too much, but I can talk talk about it a little bit. Um, so it was a U-Haul that was pulled over and I think it was in Idaho. Um, and it was filled with about 20 guys all in masks and, um, they had weapons in the, in the U-Haul and, uh, a smoke grenade and, like shields, uh, knee pads, like some other shit. I don't really know if they had guns though. I didn't really see that part. I didn't see any, but they were on, it got stopped like literally right before they made it to, um, a pride event, uh, because they were going there to riot or something. And I'm just like, you know, I just was talking about this, I think two weeks ago. And I'm like, it's, I feel like it's beginning or maybe last week to get to a point where you're afraid to do anything because what, what is happening here? i'm gonna read more on it to see what exactly happened like i kind of like saw you know the the men getting arrested um i think they were arrested for for attempting to incite a riot maybe something like that i don't know um but look that up and read about it um this just insane and i'm just like it's really scary out here like i don't know like you want life to go back to normal in general. We just can you know, we're still kind of basically in COVID, but you know, um, and then you want to have a level of normalcy and do things and interact with people. And then like, you have to worry about people just coming and just, you know, spewing hatred. So it's really sad, man. It's, it's, and it's, it's really, it's really sad. Scary as fuck though. Like just seeing them out there, like all getting arrested and stuff was just absolutely insane. Um, but yeah, so this week for the thought of the week I was having this conversation about um how much do you think that your your relationship with your mom plays in how you have relationships in your girl groups or your friends and um I think I might bring a guest on to have this conversation but I think I'm going to probably talk about this a little bit for the thought of the week so let's just roll into that All right, So I was having this conversation about, uh, you know, how your relationship with mom played a part in your relationship with other women or your relationships, friend relationships, romantic relationships. Um, I thought it was an, an important conversation that I think, you know, you tend to kind of ponder, um, especially you see a lot of people ponder it when they go uh, into maybe therapy or some kind of counseling or something. Because for me, I, I always go back to childhood with everyone um because I think that's your starting point. And so usually um your relationship with your parents or what you saw from your parents or the experience that your parents gave you when you were a child usually shapes you as an adult and who you're gonna be. So I always kinda like start there. Um I think when I think about uh, I when I think about just your relationship with your parents and how they um can affect you, you know, um I think it's important because, um, I spoke about this, I think on episode three, maybe, um, my first love episode where I talked about, um, you know, my father and that, you know, your parents is your first introduction of love. They're your first everything. And so, um, you know, what they do with that and how they show you love and how you see love through them, it definitely, um, going to materialize in you because this is your foundation, your family. So for me, you know, um I saw my mom when I was young in a lot of tumultuous relationships. And it wasn't it wasn't necessarily her fault, you know. Um but you know, we we saw it. And so for me, I more so didn't really consider my mom a lot when I was young. It took for me to become older where I started to humanize my mom and see her like as a person because sometimes, you know, when you're especially the kid in the factor, you kind of feel like, oh, you know, um, like they're not human or not people, you know. So I had to humanize her as a person to really kind of like, you know, maybe have some forgiveness there or understand. But I think for me, how it translated to me was that I used to think that because i had never seen healthy relationships, I thought that that was love. You know, that love is supposed to be toxic, it's supposed to be hurtful, it's supposed to be all these things, that's just all part of it, you know. Um, I didn't really believe that it was just going to be this um, simple thing, you know, like how I kind of perceived love was like through R&B songs on the radio. And so, you know, you hear the, um, you hear the, the songs of like, you know, somebody begging somebody back or somebody cheating or you know all these things and so i thought that was all just part of you know the package on top of what i had seen at home you know so i'm like oh well I, that got to be part of um you know what love should be like and so i think how you know uh my relationship with my mom as as a kid like how that translated with me it was like it translated in my relationships based on um the shit that i put up with you know thinking that this is normal and even though it didn't feel good you make excuses for it or you kind of like diminish your feelings to make somebody else feel better about theirs. Um, and I did that a lot, you know, when I was young. Um, and so, you know, I think it matters. I think, you know, I talked a little bit about Nick Cannon, um, and I did that purposely to kind of talk about this, but I think sometimes what you don't realize is, um, being a parent to me is something that I take very serious. Um, It's such a huge responsibility, being being over somebody's life and guiding them and helping them and everything else, and you know it's just it's hard, but it's also just a huge responsibility that I think people don't always take the time to consider. You know how big a responsibility it is, and I think more people should because I think life comes in waves and and levels and. Granted, you see some people who never grow up, who never kinda, you know, reach that maturation process, but I think all of us reach a point where either you just fucking tired of the shit you've been experiencing or like, you know, you just kinda have reached, you know, a point of where you want change or something better. Um and so depending on where you are in life, I think that, you know, if you don't have the emotional maturity or Um, the mental maturity and everything else like I don't really think that you should be having children to me because um, you're you're kind of like shaping somebody else's um, thought processes in life and you know you might not even be in a place where you can barely even take care of yourself so let alone can you you know take care of a kid and so when I sit and think about that like um, and just myself personally and how it affected me like it did um, I know people personally in my life that you know, were abandoned by their parents or their mother and things like that. And thank God, like, you know, I wasn't, but, you know, they still struggle in their older years and have insecurities and things like that because they carry the feelings of being abandoned by their parents, you know, by their mother, you know, why didn't my mother want me? You know, no one's going to want me. This person, you know, gave birth to me. Why didn't they want me? I mean, you see those instances, uh, so much. And I think that usually turns into um, where you can have insecurities on like, you know, um, you feel, well, more so unworthiness, you feel unworthy to love, or you give somebody else a poor experience. And a lot of times I always say this, I'm like, usually when you're the person that's experienced maybe like, you know, fucked up childhood or whatever, um, usually you're going to do one of two things, you're going to, when you have kids, you're going to, repeat the cycle that your mom did to you or your, you know, your parents did to you, or you're going to, um, break the cycle. It's one of two things that's going to happen. Um, and you never know how it's going to go either, you know, but, um, a lot of times I see people that like either, you know, parents weren't present or one of the parents weren't present and they turn out to be phenomenal parents because they know what it felt like to have absentee parents. then I've seen some that's like, you know, um, really shouldn't have had kids, period, or they just kind of do the same thing that their parents did to them, you know, just repeat it. Um, I don't know. I think this is such a good conversation to have because even people that have solid relationships with their parents, um, I think you still pull something away from every relationship. So a lot of times people think like, oh, you know, like something traumatic had to happen. And that's not always necessarily the case that something traumatic, you know, had to have happened. It could be that, you know, um, your parent put a lot of pressure on you, you know, wanting you to excel. And because of that pressure, you know, it gave you anxiety, you know, um, it could be a lot of things, you know, not necessarily where it's something like truly traumatic. So this is a quick one today, but I wanted you to sit and think about, um, how has your relationship, not just like with your mother, I'm just going to say like, you know, with your parents in general, like, how is that? Do you think it affected you inside of your relationships as, adults and so for women listening to this i want you to use your mom as an example and then men listen to this i want you to use your daddy's example and tell me how that affected you it's just it's just kind of interesting when you actually put thought into thinking about like how that affected you as an adult that relationship and in correlation to you being in relationships and having friendships and things like that so that was all i had this week y'all um Next week, I'm going to have, I'm pretty sure I'm going to have a Father's Day episode. So, we're going to have uh, a guest to talk. Um, let's see. And then, don't forget to follow the show. Uh, you can find the show on SoundCloud, Spotify, uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, anywhere you can find your podcasts. Don't forget to follow on social media. Um, Instagram is at, it's just my thoughts underscore podcast. On Twitter, is IJMT Podcast. And if you ever want to be part of the show, part of the book club, it's IJMTPodcast at gmail.com. Like always, I thank you so much for listening. It's Mika here, and I appreciate you.